Hi, welcome to Breaking Bread. This is the show where we explore food through culture, conversations, and a whole lot of curiosity. I'm your host, Lo Yijun, a food writer and recipe developer from the Jun and Tonic blog. Today, I'm here in the studio with Vincent Luo, the CEO of Myeongdong Topaki, which is one of the really fast-growing, if not the fastest-growing Korean restaurant in Malaysia, I feel. So on today's episode, we'll be talking about his restaurants, rave a bit about Korean food, and learn about the novel direction in which he's taking his business to power through this MCO period. Welcome onto the show today, Vincent. Hi, hello, hi. Okay, just as an introduction to people who don't really know much about uh, your restaurant, Myeongdong Topaki, um, what is it and what kind of food do you serve there? Right. Myeongdong Topaki started at year 2014. We started in uh, Pyramid as a very small little kiosk. And uh, from there, we grew uh, second year another outlets in uh, One Utama. And the third year, we have a central kitchen. And after that, we start to franchise ourselves to other franchises. And in year 2020, we reached a milestone of uh, 50 outlets. And uh, in Jaboteta Bank, we are planning to expand another 100 outlets in Jakarta mm. at this year. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Wait, has your Jakarta-Indonesia expansion started already? The Jakarta is supposed to start on uh, around February and March. But because of the lockdown and the MCO period, we are not allowed to export any logistics uh, to Jakarta. And this uh, has stopped our expansion in uh, Jakarta here. Mm, mm. Mm. But tell me a bit about the story of how you began. I mean, I've read a few articles about how previously you were running like a, a gym, right? Uh, yeah, and yes. then after a trip to Korea, <laughs> it sort of inspired you to start to bring those Korean flavors to right. Malaysia. When when I came out from the banks in uh, September 2011, I was venturing into property markets and... Uh, investing in the properties sectors, but the sectors was uh, stagnant in year 2011 to 2014. So basically around the years in uh, 2011 to 2014, it was a very bad year for myself as there's not much of a direction. Mm. In year 2014, there's a friend that uh, approached me asking that uh, since your shop lot is not rented out, why not you do some business there, start an easy health business, uh, fitness center. So from there, we started fitness center. But when we started Fitness Center, it wasn't uh, well well done also because uh, it's hard for us to stand out and be different from other people. We do not have things that is uh, can be IP, intellectual property, or uh, to be different from other competitors. Mm. So from there, we start to look into uh, food and beverage. And from food and beverage, we look into different sectors, like what are the brands or what are the sectors that is not targeted. Because when we always we think about uh, burger, we think about McDonald's, and we think about coffee, we think about Starbucks, and we think about those Taiwan street food, we can think about Shuling. So when we think about this uh, Korean street food, there's uh, not much of a brand in this uh, sector yet. So from there, we went to Korea. So the most famous street is in Myeongdong. Mm. And we go look around and, and check out what is the food available there, the, the beautiful colors of the food, and the very testing food on that. And we are very confident that to bring that into Malaysia is going to be a success story. Mm. But what we brought it in on uh, in year 2014, it was kind of a bad year for us because uh, we thought that the market would accept Korean street food in mm. Malaysia. But the 
markets, right, do not consume topoki or these uh, three games every day. Mm. So with that, there comes another challenges for us. Our sales was uh, drastically low. Uh, we face an uh, issue about paying on renters, on uh, staff's salaries, mm. on suppliers and all this. So we start to change our concept. We look in depth that what is the daily consumption for every individual in Malaysia? What is our culture? What is the food that we consume? So we basically consume rice, we consume noodles, we consume soup. So with that, we implement the dobab, the jjigae and the ramyun into our concept and it picks up because mm-hmm. every individual uh, during their lunch time, they went to search for this food, mm-hmm. uh, rice, noodles and soup. So Myeongdong became one of the picks of the uh, lunch crowd. So from there, we start to pick up and people understand the street food. And from there, we start to pick up and we expand till we are today. Mm, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. when you went to Seoul, right? Mm-hmm. Like, was uh, topoki the <laughs> one of the first few things that you like fell in love with? Topoki is definitely one of the f- uh, first few that uh. I tried, but it's very spicy and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But it's very interesting. The taste is very interesting uh-huh. that we do not have in the locker. So uh-huh. I believe that uh, we we can be successful in this because it's a different kind of taste that uh, the locals would like spicy food. Mm. Yeah. yeah, no, mm. I think I, I really like like that spiciness uh-huh. of Korean food. But when yeah. I went to Korea, this was like many, many years ago with my family. I had topoki uh-huh. like for the first time, uh-huh. but I really didn't like the, the texture of it. Because <laughs> it's, it's like, like very chewy, chewy right? Yeah. <laughs> That's so why we, we kind of like not really into this type yeah, of Yeah, we're not really uh, used, yeah, to, not that, really right? used to this. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was like really, yeah. really hard. And even for it's me, really until extreme, now, yeah. today, I'm like, huh. <laughs> if, if I see tofuki on the, on the menu, yeah, I probably yeah. wouldn't order it. Yeah. Fried chicken is more appetizing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? No. Korean, <laughs> Korean fried chicken, though, is yeah. a big, big thing. Yeah, yeah. That's right. yeah. And I guess it's weird, right? Because when you think about it in Chinese food, mm-hmm. we have all those like, very similar uh, like muati uh, or even chi chong fan yeah which yeah. is made out of the very similar ingredients yeah, true, true. Uh, which is yeah. like glutinous rice very flour yeah. glutinous yeah. rice dough mm-hmm. but yeah it's weird that Malaysians in general don't seem to gravitate towards probably it dish, would uh. be uh, our sticky food right it's more towards a uh, sweet taste or salty uh, taste like uh, dumpling or, or like all those like uh, yeah. Yeah, yes yeah. Uh, it's more towards sweet and uh, salty but for this topoki it's uh, more enhanced on the flavorful and spicy, spicy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they are picking up and uh, topoki is our best seller for now oh already. wow yeah, it's, it's, it's our uh, best seller I guess it's like part of your name and your <laughs> yeah, branding probably so if like, people mm. look at that you must consume topoki <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and your your mascot itself is yeah, the so brand is a topoki, yeah. well, right? Yes, yeah, ah, yeah. cool. Yeah. So right now you have over uh, thirty. Uh, well, you said this year you hit fifty, yes, 50. outlets, yeah, right? Yes, 50. Um, yeah. when do you hit that? And tell me about like the mm-hmm. progression oh, since okay. like before the MCO. Uh-huh. Before the MCO, all right. Mm. Before the MCO, we we plan to open uh, more towards the express format and the food truck format. But because the MCO, our whole plan changed. Uh, because of this, uh, MCO is not allowed to go for dining and uh, we are not allowed to go out and things like that. So our expansion plan for the Express, which was supposed to be 30 outlets uh, for year 2019N and uh, 2020, we started that. But this whole plan right, was uh, drastically stopped. So from there, before it really went into MCO, we read the news, we, we saw our neighboring countries, what are they doing? Are they facing any critical crisis? Are they having this uh, lockdown and things like that? Mm. So we saw it's happening already, which is just a matter of time that it's going to hit us. So before we venture into full force on the express and the food truck format, we changed our strategy. We moved towards our cloud kitchen 
we move towards delivery, we move towards DIY kits, and these are the outlets that we will aggressively expand in the coming years in 2020. Mm. Yeah, it's it's kind of a hit for us, but it's kind of a change of strategy also. Yeah, uh, and actually, mm-hmm. I I guess a lot of people in the F and B industry in Malaysia mm-hmm. or even worldwide, yeah, they're moving towards alternative means of yes, definitely of yeah. providing food to people, mm-hmm. right? Yes, yes. And the things that you have done, I guess you uh, were one of the very early movers uh, in Malaysia. I would say because or at least there's not much of an option. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or at least a a, a lot uh, of news uh, portals or uh, um, websites they picked up on your what you are doing in yeah. terms of uh, yeah. the MDT. April, yeah. right? That was what uh-huh. people really gravitated towards because mm. you provided all these meal kits yes, to true, people true, to true. be able to have true. Korean food, uh-huh. sometimes like street food uh-huh. at home in the comfort uh-huh. of your own home. Yes, right? that's right. And and I've read that that was kind of like an idea that you really had uh-huh. brewing in your in your mind since like last year or even before, right? This idea is in my mind for pretty long already mm. because uh, if we look at the other countries, like they have this uh, blue apron, which yeah. uh, have been in the market for quite some time. So it's just that we did not elevate towards uh, this uh, segment because we kind of like still want to go out and enjoy with friends, mm. uh, sit around, have chit-chat and eat like this, right? But in other countries, they, they are kind of like... Uh, tend to move towards uh, we go home we want to relax cook a nice meal for ourselves to consume and uh, this type of uh, uh, methods of consumption is going to be different mm. but this uh, MCO lockdown it changes the whole behavior of every single individual that we are not allowed to go out there to dine and, and we have a lot of time at home we work from home already so these uh, DIY kits uh, pick up very well and we are glad that we are on the forefront to lead on all this and other F&Bs can uh, turn around mm. and, f- and follow on all this that they can tap onto another revenue stream for them because if you don't change and you don't uh, innovate from here it's going to be hurtful because we, we might not know another second lockdown is going to come mm. or what is the case because we can see from other countries they have like millions of cases hundred plus thousands and there are still no vaccines out so this is something that uh, is going to elevate on the coming coming days, I would say. Mm. And, and for yeah. you personally, like, do you mm. also take home some of your MTT uh, apron or your meal kits back home to cook <laughs> on your own sometimes? I, I, I did, I did. I did bring <laughs> home to cook sometimes to enjoy with my wife and kids. Ah, yeah. But for, for myself, I'm uh, kind of uh, pretty, my schedule is quite of, uh, tight. Uh, uh-huh, most of yeah. the time, I'm uh, pretty tied up, so I do not have such a luxurious yeah. time on all this. Uh, but I do my best to, to make sure I, I prepare some meals for my family mm. when I'm free. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, well, you also have uh, a few other things uh-huh. that you're venturing towards in uh-huh. the coming months and also like in the past few months throughout the MCO, actually, in terms of your cloud kitchen. Mm. And you were saying before mm. we, we started the interview that cloud kitchen mm. is really kind of like the frontier of where the food industry mm. is headed towards. Right. But before we actually talk about cloud kitchens, we're mm. just going to take a really quick break. But when we come back, we'll be learning more about Myeongdong Tobaki from its CEO, Vincent Lua. Stay with us. You're listening to Breaking Bread on BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Breaking Bread. I'm Jun and I've been just speaking with uh, Vincent Lua from Myeongdong Tobaki. So we've just been talking about how his business first started and touched on how the MCO has affected uh, Myeongdong Tobaki. But throughout the MCO... Vincent, your restaurant has taken quite a few interesting steps that mm-hmm. perhaps like not everyone were as quick to jump on, right? With mm-hmm. uh, your MDT apron meal kits. Mm-hmm. And also you were saying you have started a lot of cloud kitchens. Yeah. Yeah. And 
I guess just for just for the listeners who uh, don't quite understand the concept of a cloud kitchen, what okay. is a cloud kitchen? All right. Uh, during the MCO, right, one of the strategy that we did was, of course, the apron kits where we can cook at home or DIY kits. But from there, we understand that there is a restriction of uh, individuals coming to dine in the outlets. We are even forced to lock down ourselves and not allow diners to come in to to consume the food. Ready, so. What alternative we have? We have is only alternative of a food delivery format in our stores. And one of the good things that Mion Topoki concept was we are fast casual concept. We, a fast casual concept is not like a casual dining where we are very heavily on this uh, service crew and uh, serving of food to the individuals. We are more towards the back end and customers come to the outlets to purchase on the counter, in the counter there, and uh, take your own food, your self-pickup. And from there, we look at the market. If let's say we were to wait for customers to come to the malls or the shop lots to walk into the outlets and to pick up the food, the chances of that to happen is extremely low because everyone was uh, locked down and uh, mm. not allowed to travel. So the only options we have was uh, towards delivery. And for a physical stores located in the malls, right, it's uh, not the right format for us to do towards delivery because we have high renter, we have high maintenance costs and uh, things like that. But if we move towards Cloud Kitchen, Cloud Kitchen is uh, a kitchen which is located at a location where you do not have very high footfall areas. And all you need to do is uh, you got to be have a strong, robust uh, system or platform in your phone or in your website where you can attract individuals to place order there and your food will be delivered to your doorsteps with a very minimal rental cost and operating setup and renovations. So Cloud Kitchen is a, a trend which is uh, going to move forward. And being a trend is going to stay. Why? Because every individual of us, as we look at technology, it's all about convenience. It's more about efficiency. We do not want to embrace technology if this doesn't comply to it. Like it doesn't make us more efficient or more uh, convenience. We do mm. not want to use the app. But if it did help us on that, and it's such an ease that I just click on the foot and it just sent to my doorstep in half an hour, I do not even need to travel or anything and I can consume the food that I like. Cloud Kitchen is going to be a trend that's going to move forward and stay. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So actually for your cloud kitchen it's still mm-hmm. under Myeongdon Topaki, right? It's still under Myeongdon Topaki. Mm. Yeah. And do mm. you then put it on like a uh, Grab Food, Food Panda and all these delivery services or do you have your own uh delivery system as well? Okay. In in this cloud kitchen we have uh, two system. One is a individual cloud kitchen for Myeongdon Topaki where we occupy probably like one quarter of the space of the location. The remaining location of the space are rented to other individual restaurants where they can tap into our platform. And we name this platform is called Cloud Kitchen also, uh, C-L-O-U-D, Kitchen. And we have an application and a platform for this and we have our own logistic team to deliver all this food uh, out. And also we are, all, of course, listed in the big boys uh, delivery partners like Grab and Food Panda mm. and other delivery boys also. Mm. Yeah. And this is one of a few strategies that we have. Mm. Mm. And how has the the sales or like the reception been mm-hmm. when you, especially when you compare mm. uh, people using Grab Food Panda uh, still uh. Uh, versus like your own cloud kitchen system? Okay. I would say the delivery partners are still extremely high because their budget and their exposure are extreme at this point of view. 
But for us to stay persistent and uh, ensure our improvement on all these uh, delivery system, we will be there one day because we can see a lot of uh, PE firms and uh, big boys, especially in the Singapore. There's an announcement of this individual that is going to launch 1,000 cloud kitchens mm. uh, throughout the world. And it's did by one of the prominent uh, property players in uh, Singapore. And of course, Grab, Grab itself uh, is moving into cloud kitchen. Mm. They are having this uh, Grab kitchen. It's definitely something that's moving towards. And we can see that it, it won't be dominated by certain parties because uh, it's going to be of a F&B industry where everyone can have the chance to enter into this uh, cloud kitchen format. Mm. It's just that whether we choose to innovate and uh, move towards it or are we going to stick head ourselves to brick and mortar? Brick and mortar will not be eliminated, but it will create another areas of a segment for this cloud kitchen to be right. tapped on. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And actually now I just just thinking about it, there was mm. like quite a big cloud kitchen mm. brand in Damakan, right? Mm. Yeah. In yeah. I yeah. guess yeah. the past like two years. Yes. But over uh-huh. the MCO especially I haven't been hearing much about it. Or maybe it's just the targeted ads towards me. <laughs> <laughs> There's, they they didn't target me. But mm-hmm. do you know anything about what's happening right. with uh, them over the past few months? Because they is are one of the very early cloud kitchens yeah. that uh, is uh, in the markets and they did have uh, pretty much of an investment supported by PE firms uh, that mm. invested in them. Uh, probably they have a different direction in uh, targeting on individuals or, or the segments that they are looking for. Uh, but not pretty sure on how they are positioning on the face, but there are a lot of competitors that are coming up. Yeah. There's a uh, pretty strong on this uh, segment. And uh, Myeongdong is one of the the companies that is diverting to this uh, strategy. And we are really full focusing on this digitalization mm. and innovation on this platform because we are going to use data analytics. We are going to use uh, automation. We are going to use uh, digitalization platform and all these uh, things that is going to be technology enhanced on this uh, uh, applications mm. where we're going to launch a very drastic competition on this sector. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, mm. I guess like mm-hmm. all these change of plans has uh. been greatly catalyzed by the MCO. So, right? Yes, it is a time that uh, during this MCO period, we do not have any choice but to innovate ourselves. Mm. It's either we stay behind and wait or we move forefront to change. Mm. There's only two options we can yeah. choose and I don't choose to be relaxed. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I, and I heard that before the uh-huh. MCO, you plan on opening like 100 physical mm. outlets, right? Yes, you're right. Uh, 100 you're brick right. and mortar stores. Yes, but right. now, mm. what's your new target with the MCO? The new target would be a uh, very minimal on this uh, brick and we will down it to probably 30 to 40 percent and we will hit it very extremely hard on this uh, cloud kitchen where it will leads to uh, 50 to 60 percent of our total outlets because we are seeing that moving down the trend is going to be on this uh, technology enhancement but brick and mortar is still going to be there because uh, individuals still want to go out and relax ourselves and to consume the food it will still be here to stay even if you look at uh, Amazon they still have whole foods inside mm. right so it's be there to stay. It's just like the balancing of the portfolio. You got to mm. be balancing it out rather than you have all full force hundred dollars of a bread mortar. Yeah, and it's going to be very heavy if anything happens or any change of direction because bread mortars are very heavy on operating costs mm-hmm. and uh, on these overhead expenses. Yeah. Mm. So what what do you see as like the biggest challenge that cloud kitchens uh-huh. will face in the future, or maybe you are already facing some of mm-hmm. the big issues right uh, now? Cloud kitchen pretty much uh, for say that the challenges would be on the innovation side. How do you attract your customers? Because 
it's no longer about physical stores where you go in there and you can see, wow, your your shop is a uh, very beautifully renovated where you have mm. Instagramable areas and things like that. You you got to be targeted based on digitalization. How are you going to push these uh, ads and uh, all these uh, tackle into collaborations with others platforms to enhance on this that people can be reached out to? Mm. Like like I said, you you couldn't heard from uh, one of the brands in this uh, MCO period that you totally cannot cannot listen to that. Probably there's a strategy misplaced on that. Mm. That uh, should should be done correctly on on this issue. Do you, do you have yeah. any tips on uh, doing yeah. it correctly? Or <laughs> it, it, it's, ha- it's happening for our MDT live. Uh, ah, yeah, uh, can stay tuned to that. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you've yeah. been I guess pushing quite hard on your social media yes, side as definitely. well. Right? We we mm. are enhancing on this uh, live uh, platform, which I believe is coming down the roads right. Even uh, brands like Starbucks is moving into live platform. It's something to stay, and it's connected to everyone. If you held an event, right, it's just restricted to uh, the the space that you rented the event size. But if you push this to digitalization, the reach is seven billion of people in the earth. It's just like your your reach is beyond your limits. It's mm. just how you're going to channel and direct it and uh, push it to the consumer ends to see what you are pushing on. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then now that mm. you are also mm. expanding to Indonesia and yeah. Jakarta, mm-hmm. what is the biggest difference between a Malaysian consumer in terms okay. of F&B and like the Indonesian consumer? The difference uh, between Indonesian market and uh, Malaysian is uh, pretty huge. Uh, from the portion of the consumption, Malaysians, we consume nearly double the size. <laughs> we, we, we always uh, want something which is very huge portion. Oh, and, uh, as in like our, uh, yes, the sizes uh, of our meals. The sizes of our meals is like almost double ah. their meal size. Their, their meal size is very, it's half the size. Do they eat more uh, meals throughout the day then? I don't think so. They eat more. It's just oh. that I think Malaysians are getting more and more obese, <laughs> <laughs> including myself. <laughs> because we consume really a lot and uh, ah. they, they consume very light and they have this uh, light meals format and they are more advanced in uh, this cloud kitchen because in Indonesia, Jakarta, there's a lot of cloud kitchens already. Just like even Grab, they have uh, around 10 cloud kitchens. And it's not even started yet in uh, Malaysia here. Mm. Uh, they are more advanced, I would say. They are more more digitalized on this uh, particular, especially their Gojek and this uh, mm-hmm. uh, robust logistic uh, platform you can see in Jakarta. Jakarta is uh, very enhanced on this digitalization. And uh, their bread and mortar stores are drastically dropping. If you go to the malls in uh, Jakarta, it's the footfall is not that huge mm. as in like us like that because we are still very huge on this uh, mall, mall thingy. They are, they are very fast-paced and they want things fast. They want things to deliver to them fast. Yeah, that's why we believe that Jakarta, there's uh, this uh, cloud kitchen potential in it and definitely we will enhance on this strategy to push inside also. Mm. Yeah. So mm. the future, I guess the near future of Myeongdang Tapuki will be enhancing this uh, cloud kitchen De- in Malaysia and definitely. Indonesia as yeah. well. Yes, mm. you're right. And in the long term, uh-huh. what are your plans? Do you plan on having like a MDT empire <laughs> <laughs> throughout Southeast Asia? Uh, our our core values is still customer-centric. We always, uh, customer is the king. We need to understand what the customer needs and what the customer wants. And we are here to fulfill their needs. And we are definitely expanding into uh, Thailand, Philippines and uh, Jakarta, these few regions. And we will study carefully on what is the needs and the culture of that individual countries because different countries, uh, the needs and the consumption are all different. 
the taste buds and the, the things of the needs is different. That's why you see those are big organizations in every country, their meals are different. Mm. So back to the question, it would be, we were looking at uh, Southeast Asia to expand and we understand the culture of theirs and here in Southeast Asia, and we will expand within uh, this coming two years. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a really short time frame for a rapid expansion. Uh, right? That's why it's pretty less uh, sleep I have. <laughs> <laughs> Am- ambitious fans, ambitious yeah. fans. Okay, cool. We've come to the end of the show. Okay. And uh, I'd just like to thank you for coming into the show today. Thank you, Jun. And for those who want to find out more about Myung uh, Topoki or even your Cloud Kitchen, uh-huh. where can they where can they find you? Uh, Cloud Kitchen, you definitely cannot see where is the outlets. Uh-huh. But you uh-huh. can check out it on the application. And Myung uh, Topoki will always uh, have a round areas like example origin that there would be our cloud kitchens cool yeah but if you want to have a tour I can always <laughs> invite you <laughs> you can personally email Vincent yeah. <laughs> okay, anyway. okay thank you right. for coming thank, on the show thank Vincent. you That's all we have for this week's show. To listen to more episodes, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or visit our website at www.bfm.my. And if you're hungry for some funky food writing or even some recipes, you can find us on my blog at junandtonic.com. That's J-U-N-A-N-D-T-O-N-I-C.com. I'm Jun, and you've been listening to Breaking Bread on BFM 89.9.